Bueller. 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 Welcome to Ferris Bueller Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. And I'm Victoria Laguna. And this is it, you guys, our, our, our first official minute of, of Ferris Bueller. We've had a couple of episodes go up over the last few weeks, if you've been keeping uh, with the show. If not, welcome. Uh, check out those. I uh, talked to you twice, Victoria. We did a pilot episode, and then we had another one where we kind of butt heads a little bit more, which I think was <laughs> a good day. I think it was a good place to start. Um, kind of get the heat of that out off our chest at the beginning, because we're going to have a lot to talk about with Ferris. Mm-hmm. Um, his personality is very complex. He's more of a, an ideal than a person. <laughs> it's weird. We'll talk about it. Uh, that's for later minutes. Um, today, today we're taking, we're taking the day off to talk about minute one of Ferris Bueller's day off. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, minute one starts with the Paramount logo and it ends with Katie Bueller telling her husband to feel Ferris's hands. So, so, you know, right at the for beginning. Clamminess. Yeah, for clamminess. They're, they're, no, uh, cold and clammy is tomorrow, Victoria. That's true. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, so this Paramount logo that comes up at the beginning, I did some research into, into Paramount, just a little bit. Paramount was founded, uh, the original logo was designed by the, the first founder, W.W. Hodkinson, in 1912. Uh, apparently he doodled it. Um, during a meeting with Adolf Zucker, the guy who ran uh, the famous Players Club and eventually took over and kicked out Hodgkinson. Hodgkinson. It was originally based off um, Ben Ben Lamond Mountain in Utah, which was the spot where he spent his childhood. Um, This particular logo actually is the sixth version, uh, which combines elements. This part is actually the fifth uh, different drawing of it. Of the mountain. Mm -hmm. This mountain is known as... Uh, I should have pronounced this off mic. Artisan Raju? <laughs> All right. A-R-T-E-S-O-N-R-A-J-U. It's a mountain in Peru. Oh. Uh, it was painted by the matte artist Jan Damilla in uh, 1953. Uh, but this one is the sixth version. It's nicknamed the Blue Mountain because we get this mountain with the stars um, that fades into the, like, kind of flat blue um representation of it yeah like the two sh- the blue on the dark blue and the light blue yeah exactly exactly it's very um it's a very flat just like sort of um just uses stripped colors. down minimalist version yeah of, of exactly. that logo like a yeah. silhouette exactly yeah. exactly um so so we get that and then we fade to black and then before we even see anything on screen uh we hear the wls jingle it happens right when the words Paramount Pictures pop on screen. You hear that? Yeah. Okay. So that, that, that jingle, that WLS jingle, uh, it was originally created in the 50s? Um, I have some notes about it. Uh, they've been present since the beginning of the station in 1960 and were created by Anita Kerr. Um, 
the Anita Kerr singers, they sang background vocals on like dozens of songs at the time. And then we hear the voice of the announcer, uh, who is the at the at the time, the WLS host, Larry Lujak, who was also named uh, nicknamed Super Jock, Lawrence of Chicago, Uncle Lar. Lair. It must be Lair, but it's L-A-R. Uncle Lair? Yeah, Lair. Yeah, because he's Larry. Larry. And the king of the corn belt. Oh, okay. Yeah. The corn belt. The king of the corn belt. And so uh, he's basically giving, you know, it's the sort of um, good morning Chicago yeah. kind of thing. Uh, he says, it's a beautiful day in Chicago today. Temperatures are expected to reach the upper 70s. Right now, 75 at Lakefront, 74 at Midway, 73 in O'Hare. And then it goes, and now, up in the sky, and it's right when, like, we fade, actually, too. Um, we see the uh, the house, the front of the house for the first time. And we hear Katie Bueller's voice for the first time. She yells Tom's name. Tom! Like, all loud. Very, very loud. Because, Neighbors presumably, she's, him. yeah, come up <laughs> and, what's, it's, yeah, the, it drowns out the radio. Like, her voice, like, turns the radio off. It's weird. There's, like, silence and stillness. And, and we see the house mm-hmm. uh, right at the beginning. Um... Victoria, it turned out that you have the DVD uh, that happens to have the John Hughes commentary on it, which is amazing. Just so happens. It just, yeah, just the one you picked up at the local store, like, didn't even look and... Nope, wasn't even looking for it. It was all an accident. Very, I'm I'm a little jealous. I found the audio from it, so I've been listening to it. It's on, like, SoundCloud. I'll share the link. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The very, very first thing he says when it starts is, like, I hate... That the first shot of my movie about Chicago is a house in Long Beach. Aww. Aww. This house is at... I have the address. This house is at 4160 Country Club Drive. It says it's just south of the Virginia Country Club in Long Beach. It has seven bedrooms. Oh my. And five bathrooms. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They have... They have two kids. Why do they need a house so big? Um, I, I'm glad you uh, mentioned that because in the script, uh, we get we actually start um, even before um, before Katie yells Tom's name. We start with sound. Um, the house is full of sound. It's early in the morning. You can hear, um, you know, the dog barking and kids arguing and and dishes clanking together and coffee being poured and just like all this stuff yeah um it in the script uh i have a draft of the shooting script that i'm looking at um john hughes says it sounds just like your house did (laughs) which i like i think that's funny um but it starts with two little kids arguing with each other todd and kimberly who are the youngest siblings uh she's 12 and he's like seven and, uh, and, and they're fighting with each other. do not exist. Uh, they were cut from the movie, but John Hughes says that he really liked having them in there because it made Jeannie the middle child, um, which kind of drives a lot of her sort of anger and, and, and entitlement, the sense that, like, oh, it's so unfair that, like, my older brother gets away with these things and my little sister and my, like, like I don't know, little siblings are, oh, they can get away with whatever they want. And so, like, I'm just the one that, like, yeah, I could be bleeding out my eyes and we'll talk about Jeannie later. I love but, Jeannie. Oh, man. She's got a lot of baggage. <laughs> I like her a lot. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about her. I'm excited. We'll see her later this week. Um, but before we get there, we have the house. The house. The house. And in front of the house, there are three cars. And I found that there is an internet movie car database. Oh, okay. Oh. 
Yes. So what does that mean? That means that Jeannie drives a 1984 Pontiac Fiero. Katie drives a 1985 Chrysler LeBaron Town and Country. And Tom drives a 1985 Audi 5000. So oh all my. of them have, like, kind of new cars also. Wow. Yeah. They have a lot of money, guys. Right? This I is a nice What house. does he do? What does she do? She looks like she's in, well, she's in real estate. Yeah, she's in real estate. So what and does he do? he's in advertising. Ah, well, that makes good money. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's, so he's, they're very he's well John off. Draper. Oh man, we'll have to talk about. We'll have to talk about. We won't get to actually see him at work or like doing work until he's leaving or the Don restaurant. Draper. I don't watch Mad Men. I don't know. Don Draper. Name. Is it John or Don? It's Don. It's Don Draper. Don, Don Draper. Yeah. It's John Ham. John Ham plays, plays Don Draper. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, I don't watch that show, but I know no, it's about he's, advertising. He's so good in advertising <laughs> that Don Draper's not his real name. <laughs> Well, there you go. Spoilers for Mad Men, uh, if anyone's watching that show. It's been gone a while. I haven't finished it, actually. I didn't watch the last season, but we're not here to talk about Don Draper. No, but advertising. Talk about Tom Bueller. Interesting. <laughs> Tom, uh, Tom, Tom Bueller. Thomas mm-hmm. Bueller. Um, so we cut from the front of the house when uh, we hear uh, Tom coming into the room. And he says, what's the matter? And... Uh, She's like, for Christ's sake, look at him, which I like. It's very uh, dramatic. It's, it's like, so oh my dramatic. Gosh. But I love, I dying? love, I love the cut they do here because she says, for Christ's sake, look at him, and then we cut to this like kind of flat, dead looking, just laying on his side, he's, like he's mouth open, pouring it on. Oh, he's selling it. It's. It's definitely an oversell, which is which is what's amazing to me that they buy it. It's just well, like really. So so what he does, um, uh, and um, John Hughes talks about this a bit on the on the commentary track. Uh, his parents, you know, like as a parent with a kid, you don't ever want to believe that your kid is like just faking it, right? Is lying. So they they genuinely like want to believe him that he's yeah that he's actually sick right right um so that lends a little bit to their naivete and then also um john hughes also mentions that like the fondest memories parents have of their kids or their kids as like kids like being like little kids so he plays he plays it up even further um with the baby talk we'll talk about later this week which Uh, drives me nuts but it works it's effective Mm-hmm. And it's because he's pulling on those strings of like, you just want to like, let me be your baby boy that you have to take care of. But it's not like she stays home and takes care of him. No, no, because that's not what he doesn't want to pull too far. Right. Right. Um, so he says he'll have, well, we'll get to that too. He'll have an aspirin around noon. <laughs> well, that's later this week. I like this face though. Just him laying there. <laughs> he looks so like catatonic. Like, yeah, they, shot this sequence uh, all the house stuff um in the actual house uh-huh uh, i think okay. all the upstairs stuff is a set and all the downstairs stuff is the house is the house okay um and all of uh, all of this was some of the last things that they shot so matthew broderick had already been playing ferris for a couple of months at this point mm-hmm. so so it's just natural to him when he starts talking to the camera or when he's like set, like playing it on with his parents right. like it it comes off is such like a genuine sweet sort of behavior even though it's a total fabrication yeah yeah but i like it 
And then we see uh, his parents. We cut from Ferris's face up to uh, Katie and Tom looking down at him. I'm really interested in this camera angle because like from his, it's like from his, uh, his yeah. perspective. So, so, so this is through Ferris's eyes. So not only does Ferris talk to us, the audience, but we see what he sees. Yeah. At least in this instance, I don't know how many times throughout the movie that that happens. I don't think it happens a whole ton. I, the only other moment that really strikes me, um, is really close to the end when we see what Cameron sees happen to the car. Yeah. Which we'll talk about too. But, uh, Definitely, definitely this moment um, is through his perspective, and it happens a lot in this five minutes, and so I just wanted to call attention to the fact that, like, we're looking through his eyes here. So, like, mm-hmm. we're, we're developing an even closer connection to, like, we are this character. Like, it's us playing sick. This is us telling our parents, like, oh, I don't want to go to school today, is, like, that relationship that the camera's making. Right. Which is interesting to me. I like the two of them. Um... This is... Uh, they look like very stereotypical parents. Yeah, Cindy Pickett and Lyman Ward. Uh, the two of them started dating before they started shooting the movie. Oh, funny. So they did a screen test together, and then he was like, okay, like we're going to be playing parents um, in this movie. Like We should get to know each other. And he like picked her up and brought her flowers, and the two of them like started dating. That's hilarious. Uh, and they got married, and they were married for, like, a while. Like, a few years, I think. Which I think is really funny. That happens quite yeah. often. And at this point in the shooting, because, like I said, this is, like, near the end of the shooting schedule. Um, at this point, Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey were dating. So oh, jeez. Whenever she shows up, John Hughes in the commentary track is like, Yeah, this was really weird to shoot because everyone in this scene is in love. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is um very poignant. That's weird. It's kind of weird. It is kind of weird. It is kind of weird. So they want to dote on him, you know. They stand there, and she's like, he he says he's uh, he's he's got a stomachache, and he's seeing spots. Which is good. He says good nonspecific symptoms are things that they can't check. Yeah. So they are taking his word for it. Seeing spots. Seeing spots. That's, That's a very old, like, cartoony excuse mm-hmm. when you see spots. spots. I know, like, I've never seen spots. Like, what does seen that spots? even mean? Uh, yeah, I have, but I don't know. Like when you were sick? Not when I was sick, though. Okay, yeah, me neither. So I'm like, yeah, I don't know, like, where that why that's a, a sick symptom. I don't know. Seeing spots. Seeing spots. What kind of spots? I can, I can, uh... I've heard cartoons in which they make it a whole thing, like, well, it depends. Like, if you're seeing these kind of spots, then you're really in trouble, but if it's... There's an episode <laughs> of, um, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. That does that. Yeah, exactly. Where he, he tricks Elmer Fudd and He's paints the entire spots. inside of the house with spots. With, with spots, yes, I remember. <laughs> I like that episode, that's fun. See, it's a, it's a, it's a, a old thing. I guess so. He's pulling on their heartstrings. You never played hooky? No. No. Um, anyone who listened to the episode with my mom that came out a couple I'm weeks a, ago I'm knows a goody that two shoe. I, I was like, I sort of had a, I was kind of allowed to play hooky. I did really well in, I was doing really well in school. My mom kind of let me get away with murder. Not really, but mm. I was doing well in school and. Plus you're the only boy. Yeah. And I'm and the you oldest. you were the oldest. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. 
Yeah, we didn't really talk about it a lot on the episode with my mom, but I have four little sisters. We we name dropped them, but we didn't really talk about it. Um, and so yeah, like being the oldest, uh, I got to a point. I had enough of a distance between me and my younger siblings that um, sometimes I could get away with stuff by pointing it off on them. I was a jerk. Sibling relationships are weird, Victoria. Shame. They're weird. We'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, but no, I never played hooky. I was a goody two shoes. I told you I did it once in senior year. It's called Senior Ditch Day. Oh yeah, yeah. I did it the one time. We talked about it. it. That was it. Um, since we were looking at, we're we're almost near the end of the minute here. But since we're looking at uh, at Ferris's parents, um, when I was looking up. Um, some of their other history, like other things that they've worked on. The two of them also played a married couple in the movie Sleepwalkers. Oh, I've heard of that movie, but I, I don't think I've it. seen it. Yeah. yeah, they played they played um, some of parents, couple. I guess, yeah. yeah. Or a married couple or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we should talk a little bit about Matthew Broderick. I love Matthew Broderick. He's great. He's a, more of a theater actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, prior to this, prior to this he yeah. had uh, parts in two different Neil Simon projects. Uh, the play Brighton Beach Murders, and then a movie called Max Dugan Returns. And then he also um, had a role on stage in Biloxi Blues, like, that was still running when they were auditioning for this movie. I mean, like, not not on Broadway, but, like, the movie adaption. He was in uh, The Music Man in 2003, oh. I believe. And I like that, um, that musical, and I like him in it a lot. I think we talked about it briefly, that and um, the producers. Oh, yep. Yeah, I see another one, like another Broadway-type show, but it's a movie mm-hmm. a movie version. He's great in that. I love the producers. Wow. So, you know, but I like him in other things, too, because he did... I, I know it's not a very popular movie, but I liked him in Tower Heist. Oh, yeah, that's a fun movie, too. I think we've already had this discussion, Victoria. He's just so just such a depressing <laughs> dude in that movie. He is. It's kind of funny. I really like Matthew Broderick. And as god-awful as that Godzilla movie is, I did like the fact that Matthew Broderick was in it. I like him in War Games. He was in that a couple years before this. Oh. I forgot about War Games. Yeah, then he did that one, uh, I keep forgetting what it's called, I think it's Glory. Oh yeah, we talked about that too. That one's good. He's in that. Mm. So, I don't know. There's not a whole lot, but... That I can think of offhand, except for those. But I like everything that he's associated mm-hmm. with, for the most part. Um, along with Matthew Broderick, they also had a slew of other people who they auditioned. And it's funny because, like, as I was writing this list down, I was like, oh, like, totally makes sense. It's, like, mid-80s. You need, like, a sweet, charming guy to play this so, character. Oh, gosh. So who's do you want to Do you want to hazard some guesses? As to 80s-wise, who would be Ferris? Yeah. Who, not Matthew Broderick, obviously. Not Matthew Broderick. Oh, man. I have one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven names. I feel like Tom Cruise would have been too old. Tom Cruise is on the list. Really? I would have figured he'd still look too old for the role. I don't know. He's on the list. Otherwise, yeah, he's very charming, and, and he, I oh, yeah. totally see him being... Oh, he oozes a, charisma. He could He would have been able to be Ferris, like... Oh, yeah. Without, like, little his eyes closed, like, that kind of character. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, who else was famous? Like, uh, who's Who's up and coming at this time? In the 80s. What movies came out around this time? More John Hughes movies. Yeah, true. Is it more John Hughes type people? Uh, it, it, two of them are in other John Hughes movies. 
like um, was it Judd Nelson? No. Uh, John Cryer. No, but were into there his is a John. Movies. A J- John Cusack. Yep, John Cusack's on the list. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have wanted that. No, I don't think he could have pulled off Ferris. He no. could have been a good uh, Fry though, Cameron Fry. Oh yeah, okay. I can see that. Me too. Do you want me to give you some other ones? Um, well, obviously they already used Charlie Sheen. Yes. So as a character in the movie, so like, but I feel like he could have like done that at that as well. Um, But again, he looks older. Yeah, I think he looks too old. Mm. He looks exhausted in this movie. I think he like he does. I yeah, like he really wanted to commit to it. Yeah, just (laughs) for his like two three minutes of of screen time. Yeah, probably a little more than that, but still not very much. I think who else is up and coming that's young at that time and I'm not coming up with like big name people really I mean they're people that are I mean they're names that are big now they're big like really I mean big. not really big some of them one of them two of them Corey Feldman would have been too young yeah he's too tiny he's too tiny because I think he was really big in the 80s but he's a little he, he dude he could play like freshman I feel like Christian Slater no. could have could have done it as well the attitude that he has but again, I don't know how like what his age was in the eighties. I don't know. Rob Lowe. Okay, he's really pretty though. Jim Carrey. Oh no, 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 no! I don't like that at all. Johnny Depp. Nope, I don't like that either. Robert Downey Jr. That would have been pretty good. I okay, I like because he had, one. he did weird weird science a yeah. couple years before yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Michael J. Fox. Which, uh, he, I mean, he's coming off of Back to the Future, so I I think uh, that would have been a really big get. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think Michael J. Fox is a different type of teenager than Ferris Bueller I don't know if Michael J. Fox could do the breaking the fourth wall. He seems way too more, like, more innocent. Yeah. Or more that Mm -hmm. boy next door, like, nice guy. Than, than, you know, that well, Ferris Bueller because, type. Because, because you would just see him as Marty McFly. I feel like he himself is that kind of person. Like, he just yeah. seems like a really sweet, like, a very Well, and I think that that's what's really good about Matthew Broderick guy. is because that's, because he is Ferris for yeah. a lot of this. There's uh, there's some cool featurettes uh, on the DVD of him interviewing people behind the scenes. And uh, he's just got so much charm. It's adorable. I love it. I love Matthew Broderick. He's great. He's so great. I think those was all my notes. And both of them, him and um, Alan Ruck, look very similar. Like, they still, like, look like them. Mm-hmm. Just And they still have full heads of hair. It's just their hair's gray. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's just old Ferris and old Cameron. Oh, I like oh, it. Oh, I know. I, like I, want, I want to see them together like friends again. Like, oh, that'd be fun. Get them to do something Re- again together. They keep, reunions seem to be a thing now, so I don't see why not. Yeah. Reunited and it feels so good. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, I think that was all my notes for this minute. We end with, uh, with her saying, feel his hands. Well, actually, she's, yeah, she says, he says, what's the matter, Ferris? And she says, honey, feel his hands. And then we get cut off in the middle of the sentence. Yeah. So there we go. That was it. Minute one. Woo. Woo. Guys, guys, if you like our show, 
and I hope you do. You can find us on iTunes. And give us a uh, give us a five star rating and a review. Help people find us. I looked up in my phone today um, in the app I use, Podcast Addict, and so I searched for podcasts about Ferris Bueller. Okay. And when I type in Ferris Bueller, we're the first one to come up because there's not a single other podcast named Ferris Bueller something. Oh, funny. Um, there are other podcasts that came up that have episodes about Ferris Bueller, but we are the Ferris Bueller podcast right now, oh. as far as I'm aware, which means if people want to find us, like... It's fairly easy. Point, point people in our direction and, uh, you know, give us a, re- give us a review. Let, uh, let people know if you enjoy the show. We've got a lot of good stuff coming this week, um, and then we'll have guests coming on starting next week. So... This show is just, like, chugging right along. There is no lengthy preamble kind of thing. It's just going. I'm stoked. We get monologuing this week, Victoria. He'll break the, he breaks the, first, the, the fourth wall in, like, minute three or something. Yeah, it yeah. happens real quick. Right away. Oh, I'm so glad that they started so such a strong... parents leave the mm-hmm. room. They bought it. We'll get to that. Save it. Yep. Uh, all right. Find us at JulianJohner.com, Facebook, Ferris Bueller Minute Off, Twitter, at Bueller Minute, and you can email us, hmm, I don't remember, I think it's FerrisBuellerMin at gmail.com. I think so. Something you should know. Yeah. If I'm wrong, (laughs) then I'll correct it tomorrow. Alrighty. Actually, that's not true. I can check right now. It is... BuellerMinute at gmail.com So there you go. Don't give us the wrong. I'm, I won't let you... I won't lead you astray. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Come back tomorrow. Donkey Shane. Tom! <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 oh.